room right here. Lord, I thank you that your presence has and brings is the fullness of joy. Father, in this room right now, Father, we just ask for an outbreak of your joy, your manifestation of your presence in this room, Heavenly Father. We're so grateful that you're here with us. Lord, for every life represented here, Father, I thank you right now for a touch of heaven upon them. In Jesus' name, let them experience you like never before. Right here in this room tonight, Heavenly Father, we pray for a touch of heaven on every single life. Lord, I thank you that you're real and that you're here and that you love every person. Father, we just thank you so much for this moment, for the worship, and for this time, Lord. Father, we just thank you that our hearts will be open as we're ready to receive your word. Let our hearts, let all distractions and other things just in this moment be gone. And we pray for clear minds and an open heart to receive your word, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, fantastic. You can grab your seats. Um, massive, massive warm welcome, because it is warm. Just throw that in there. Um, for those that arrived during the worship, Good, good to see you guys here. Um, we're in for a really good night. Um, it's going to be fantastic. We have Smudge sharing the word, which is going to be awesome. But, um, oh, my phone went. Just a couple of announcements. Next week is the very last Sunday night local here. So after next week, we're obviously going to be hoping to be going back in the mornings. As, as of the plan now, it still should be back in the mornings, but obviously things might change. But definitely next week is the last Sunday night local. And then we'll be going to a once a month worship night, which um, we haven't got the exact dates of that, but keep keep your ears out for that. It's going to be really incredible. But for tonight, I'm going to hand you over to Smudge. Hello, everybody. All right? Everyone all right? You can't say yes. Well, you can't shout, but you can say it. You can say yes, I'm all right. But you can wait. This is very strange for me. I actually don't speak very often. Um, and I used to be a teacher. I was a teacher for about 10 years. And so, and then I was also a youth leader and then a worship leader. And so every kind of interaction I have with people, I normally get some kind of response or feedback. And obviously we can't do that. But I thought we'd try something tonight. So a few years ago, I went to uh, an, like a creative night event thing that some students put on. And there was like um, some bands. It wasn't like a church thing, it was just kind of a regular thing. Um, and there were bands and there were rap artists and stuff. And so there was some clapping and cheering and all that kind of stuff. But there was also some spoken word and poetry. Now during spoken word and poetry, you can't really shout out, yeah, yeah, because yeah, obviously it just breaks the whole feeling there. So what they do there is a bit of this. So we're going to try it now. Can everyone snap their fingers? Nice. So we're allowed to do that. Boris says, I phoned him and checked, and he said, we can click our fingers. So if, you, if I say anything you like, or like you're, you're like, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool, then snap your fingers, okay? Brilliant. Excellent. Good, good. So um, the last few weeks we've been talking about um, cultivating culture. Obviously, we're preparing. That's brilliant. Yeah, good one, Stuart. Thank you. Um, we're preparing for when we um, gather again together in person, which is really exciting, um, and that's ho hopefully happening really soon. But we've been looking at lots of different ways um, that we can prepare to do that. And one of the things is about cultivating culture. So you've had a few last week, I think it was Sean speaking about cultivating culture. If you didn't see that, check it out online, on YouTube, or on our website, family.church. Um, 
But tonight I'm talking about worship, a culture of worship. So Pastor Stu asked me, said, do you want to talk about worship? I said, well, it's my favourite thing, so yes. Yeah. Um, and, and so throughout the weeks we've been looking at three questions, if you like. So um, why do we want this to be part of our culture? What's it look like and how can we create this culture? Or how can we help develop it or grow it in our congregations, in our church? And um, so worship is what we're going to talk about tonight, the culture of worship. Um, before what, kind of we get into a culture of worship and what we can do and how we can be involved and, and how we can help develop it, I thought the best thing to do is to find out what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to spend ages talking about what it is. There's loads of stuff right now. I don't know if you noticed this, but there's loads of stuff kind of coming out on the, for those who've got Instagram, on the Insta stories and, and YouTube. There's loads of stuff coming out about worship. I think the church is really catching or recatching that heart of worship. So if you want to kind of delve deeper into this, there's loads and loads online. If you want to come and see me, I'll, I'll can point you in the right direction. But um, I thought the first thing to do is go to the dictionary, because that's a good place to find out what a word means. Brilliant, thank you. Big props to the dictionaries out there. Um, so worship. In the Cambridge Dictionary, because everyone always goes for the Oxford Dictionary, don't they? Or just Google, I thought I'd go for Cambridge. It says to have, a show, uh, to have or show a strong feeling of respect and admiration for God, or a God, or a thing. So to have or show a strong feeling of respect and admiration for God or a thing. Um, Notice there's no mention of singing in that. It doesn't say it's to sing to someone or sing anything um, at all, which we're going to touch on a little bit as we go. So what is worship? Worship is it's giving your attention to something, lifting something up beyond everything else. Okay, So that can be, can be anything, really. You can, you can worship lots of different things. And dare I say, it's not necessarily a bad thing to worship other stuff. <laughs> but if we talk about have or show a strong feeling of respect or admiration, surely there's things in your life that you show that to outside of just God, right? Now, obviously, we don't say we worship. I don't get home. My wife's called Janine. I don't go home and say, oh, I worship you, Janine. But I do show lots of respect and admiration, and I, I do lift her up, and I do love her, and I, you know, I give to her, and all those kind of things. Um, so you could say that's kind of worship, although you just wouldn't say, oh, I worship you. Um, but there's lots of things in your world that you can worship, you can lift up, you can show admiration to. Um, but obviously tonight we're kind of talking specifically about God, and, and in our acts, acts of worship, we're talking about lifting God up above everything else in our life, in our world, even like above our, you know, our, fam our family, our husbands, wives, children, the people who are closest to us, which is, I think is a real struggle for some people to, to kind of get past that, is actually the, the love and honour and admiration and worship that we give our, our God, our Father, God, is greater even than to our wife or to our child. Um, and again, we'll see that a little bit in a minute. So that's what worship is in a nutshell. Like I said, you can kind of find lots of stuff like this about this online. But um, worship. So what is worship? The angels worship him. It says in the Bible, the angels worship God. Um, in fact, they even had this really famous worship leader at one time 
but we won't go into that, that's a little bit. But if you want to find out about that person, that thing, that mm, then you can talk to me, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about that thing. Um, we were made to worship, so right from the very beginning, Adam and Eve, they worshipped God. That doesn't say, actually it doesn't say specifically in the Bible that Adam and Eve worshipped God. But they did love him, they did honour him, they did service for him, they tended his garden, they walked with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, that's worship. Yeah. And actually the first time that the word worship is used in the Bible, it's really interesting. Um, it's in Genesis 22, 3-5. Go AV now. <laughs> Okay, so I'm reading from the NIV. Uh, early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Now, if you don't know what that story is, that's basically um, Abraham and Isaac, or Abraham took Isaac up this mountain, because um, God had said he was going to provide an offering to him. So, and then when they got up there, God told Abraham that the offering was Isaac and that he had to sacrifice his son, which is like, whoa. That's, you don't expect to find that kind of stuff in the Bible, but it's there showing sure us. And um, Abraham was obedient and almost got to the point where he sacrificed his son and then God said, whoa, 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 don't worry, I didn't mean it. I just wanted to see if you would, you know, do what I asked you to do. Now, nowhere in that story is any singing. There are no bands, there are no worship leaders, there's no music. Mm. And yet, that's the first time in the Bible the word worship is used. Yeah. And that was Abraham taking Isaac and like going to uh, give a burnt offering. It's like a pretty like story, but it, it comes. It turns out good in the end. But but that was worship. That was seen as worship. Okay. So again, no singing in that. Um, and then all throughout the Old Testament, like David obviously was like numero uno, number one worship leader of all time. You got Solomon who could write a song like no other. Uh, you know, songs of love and worship. So all throughout the Old Testament. And then jumping to the New Testament, um, I'm just going to rattle through just a few. There's loads, but I'll rattle through just a, through just a few times um, when worship happened in the New Testament. So the wise men worshipped Jesus when he was born. And that's in Matthew 2. Uh, in John 9, the blind man worshipped him at his healing. Jesus had thrown him out. And when they found him, he said, do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, you, have now, you now see him. In fact, he is the one speaking to you. The man, then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. The woman pouring out perfume on Jesus' Jesus's, um, head. Do you know that story in the Bible? It's uh, in John 12. So basically this woman, Mary, got this perfume that's really, really expensive. Like really expensive. I think it says how expensive it was. Stu, can you remember? I can't remember that. No, but it was like more than a couple of quid. It was like really expensive. She didn't get it down the market. It was real. Um, and she poured out all of this perfume on Jesus' head, and people around Jesus were like, well, "What's going on? This is ridiculous. You're wasting so much 
money. It's like, it was like a month's wage or a year's wage. I think it was a year's wage or something like that. Yeah. That was worship. Now, she wasn't singing, but she was giving something of herself. She was sacrificing something. She was actually anointing Jesus first. Goes into another part of the story. Uh, the woman worshipped him at the empty tomb. So the woman buried. Uh, so the woman hurried away from the ta- uh, from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. So that's in Matthew 28. Uh, Matthew again in Matthew 28. The disciples worshipped him um, on the ascension. So when. Jesus ascended out of the mountain, uh, from the top of the mountain. So all the way through the Old Testament, the New Testament, there's worship, there's worship, there's worship. Mm. So for me, that means it's probably a good idea that we worship yeah. God, that yeah. we worship Jesus. And in fact, actually in John 4.23, um, Jesus actually said to do it. Um, in the, uh, there's a couple of really good versions. Uh, the Passion Translation says... From now on, worshipping the Father will not be a matter of the right place, but with the right heart. For God is a spirit, and he longs to have sincere worshippers who adore him in the realm of, of, of spirit and in truth. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. So it's not, notice it says, um, will not be a matter of the right place. Yeah. So you don't go to church to worship. You don't go to a set place to worship. It's a, it's a matter of the heart. Yeah. So it's wherever you are, whenever you are, you can worship it. And in the message it says, it's who you are and the way you live that count before God. There you go. It's who you are and the way that you live. Your worship must engage your spirit in the pursuit of truth. That's the kind of people the Father is looking out for. Those who are simply, simply and honestly themselves before him in their worship. So good. God is, God is sheer being itself, spirit. Those who worship him must do it out of their very being, their spirits, their true selves, and in your adoration. That's the kind of people the Father is looking out for, those who are simply and honestly themselves before him in their worship. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much great worship that we see um, on YouTube and, and stuff, and yeah, I can be guilty of it myself, like trying to recreate something that someone else has given God. Because essentially that's what it is. You know, when you see people worship on, in a meeting or on a video or something, they're giving of themselves, they're worshipping God. And so often we can be guilty of trying to recreate their gift to God, mm-hmm. their worship to God. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not what we're, what we're about. Now, they're great role models. They're great kind of suggestions. They're good guidance in how to, to worship God. In, in song. So when, I, when I've talked about, like, there's no singing here, there's no singing. So we'll come around to the fact that singing is part of it. Okay? But God is looking, the Father is looking for those who are simply and honestly themselves before yeah. Him in worship. Yeah. So what does worship look like? So we've kind of said what it is, and we've given a few examples. But what does it look like? So worship can look like what we just did. 15 minutes ago, it can look like standing on the stage, playing a guitar or keyboard and singing, and being in the congregation and singing. That, that is worship. But don't forget, that, that might not be worship for you. You might be in the room and you're not worshipping at all. You can't, you can't worship by proxy, right? So you can't stand, some, stand next to someone who's like giving it, like giving it everything. 
just stand there and go, well, I'm here. So that means I'm worshipping too. You can't worship by proxy. It's got to be yourself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I like this. This is good. <laughs> so singing, singing and lifting your hands and all those things that we say is worship or can be worship. Kneeling, bowing before him. Um, just singing out your own song. You know, I, ch- I actually challenged, I used to run the youth band here and we talked about what is worship and you know, like, do you have to have all the fancy words and all the fancy stuff? And I actually challenged them to sing, to, to worship without using any words, so just sounds. And I do it a lot myself, you know. God isn't looking for an intricate set of words. He's not looking for, for poetry. He's looking for you and your heart. Yeah. So what flows out of your heart? Yeah. That's what he's looking for. So yeah, so that can be worship, and we'll talk about that a bit later. Um, but what else can be worship? So according to these scriptures and these examples, it can, it can be anything. It could be um, just obeying God. When he's asked you to do something, doing it. Yeah. That's worship. Yeah, that's right. It could be some sacrifice. It could be um, giving something. Giving something of yourself. Giving something that costs. Yeah. yeah. I, re- I really think if it didn't cost you anything, it's not really worship. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like if if you're if you're dating someone or if you're married, and you kind of just like I don't know Valentine's Day, whatever, you just kind of toss something their way because you found it in Baby Basics, die. You know, like, there, there you go, Andy. Here's a here's a I don't know blanket. He's going to be like, oh, thanks. Because it hasn't cost you anything, has it? There's not even been any thought. When I say cost, it doesn't mean like I've spent loads of money on this. But cost, has it it cost your thought, your attention, your desire to want to bless them, to to give them something? So so worship can be that. It could be a sacrifice, but it's got a cost. That's what sacrifice is essentially, isn't it? So that's a real good and, and interesting challenge, isn't it, really? Like, if we're, if we're serving in church, if we're giving of ourselves, and it's not costing us anything, like, we're not going to, she's not going to come around and say, what's this costing you? Mm-hmm. But you, it, it's probably worth you questioning yourself, is this costing me anything? If not, what do I need to do? How do I need to step up? Mm-hmm. Because if it's not costing, it's not sacrificing, is that really worship? I don't know. Um, so it can be singing and, and, and all that stuff. It can be giving stuff. It can be obeying God. It can be serving others, giving of your time. Um, when, when the pastors say, oh, we really need some help with this, or the community team say, we really need help with this, in doing that, in, in stepping up and responding and saying, yeah, I'll do that. God, I'm going to do this for you. That's worship. It's great, isn't it? You don't actually need a band. You don't even need a, I was going to say a CD player. I don't know if anyone's got a CD player anymore, but you don't need music. You just need you and you just need God. And you can worship. So that's, that's kind of a few things that it looks like. Um, it can be helping your, your friends, your family. But the key in all of that is doing it with a heart of worship to God. Not just doing it because it's what you always do. Not just doing it because someone forced you to do it because you felt guilty if you didn't do it. Um, God, God wants people to give 
They want to be, God wants a cheerful giver, doesn't he? Then, you know, we talk about that in kind of offerings and stuff. But in everything that we do, if you're doing it begrudgingly, then I was going to say probably don't do it, but we probably still need you to do it. But, <laughs> but if you really want it to be worshipped to God, then, then you've got to do it with a desire to worship him. So that's, that's what it looks like. And then the third question is, how can we create this culture? This is, I, thought, I thought this was a really interesting question. How do we create this culture? Because on, on one hand we're saying, well, you can't make someone worship. You can't force someone to do it. So it's like, well, how, how do we do that then? How, when, when we come together again on a Sunday morning, or like gathering like this, how do we create that culture of worship? Well, the good thing is, Everything I've just been talking about means that you can practice loads yourself. Yeah. You don't need to wait till the Sunday. You can practice worship yourself a lot, every day. Um, and I think if, if you get to a point where you're practicing a lot, where you're doing it a lot, where it just becomes a lifestyle of worship, some of you would have heard that phrase before, a lifestyle of worship, and then, and then a whole bunch of us who have a lifestyle of worship meet together in a room while we've created the culture. Yeah, that's right. Because we're not forcing anyone, but it's almost like, oh, this is what we do. Yeah. No one's telling me to do it, but everyone else is doing it. So, and, and I kind of like the idea of doing it. And maybe we can help them and, and do things like this and, and teach them how to worship or what worship is. But in, in, in getting together as a group of people who worship in our own time, in our own way, in spirit and in truth, it says that in, um, in John 4, simply being ourselves, honestly being ourselves, as we do that day in, day out, as we come to, and then we come together as people who have been doing that day, day in, day out, and then we do it all together on a Sunday, or on a Sunday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, or any other day of the week where we might gather, that's the culture created. It's done. It's no effort. We don't have to squeeze anything out. We don't have to do like seminars on like having a culture of worship. We just do it. Yeah. I know it's a bit cliche, but like people often talk about football, right? And, and crowds in football. When they talk about worship, they talk about the crowds in football. I haven't been to football for a long time. I used to be a real big Pompey fan. I had season tickets um, every year, but then I had to kind of keep giving them away because actually we were doing stuff at church. And, and I was like, oh, and I think I, I know where my focus is now. <laughs> but, um, but I still love football. Watched the football this afternoon. That was enjoyable. Wow. Um, but when you, when you go to a football match, those that have been, you'll, you'll agree with me. Those that haven't been, I think it's probably a good idea for everyone to go once in their life, but at, at least. I've still got to get Janine to go, but she will. When you're, when you're with, in, in, in Pompeii, I was going to say like 20,000 people, that's probably a bit of a stretch at the moment. But back in the day, it was, when I used to go, we were like 20,000 people. And they're all singing their worship to Portsmouth Football Club. And you're sat there, like everyone else is singing, you just can't help it. 
you, really, you, you have to be really stubborn and say, I am not going to stand to my feet and clap. I am not going to start singing along. Um, well, you might say that with some of the songs you don't want to sing along, but you just kind of get swept up in it. And then you enjoy it. And you become a part of it. Now, this is football. I mean, what's football? Like, I like it, but it's nothing. It really is nothing. So if we can create that kind of atmosphere on a Sunday morning, that kind of environment where, where us who know what worship is, where us who practice worship are getting together and lifting up our God, which compared to football is like a pretty big thing, and, and we're giving it our all, then people who come in and stand beside us, they won't be able to help themselves. Because they'll actually, they'll, they'll go, oh, I can feel a bit free to do this, and I'll have a go. And then they'll experience what it is to worship God. And yeah. What's really, really cool about worship, and it's really, really cool about God in general, actually. Worship wasn't made for us. Worship was all about like us giving to God, right? So God, God created us to worship Him. Like I believe it's our primary purpose, was to worship Him. So it's all about giving to God, right? But you know what? The, what's amazing about God is He can't help but give back. So when we come on a Sunday or, or we're doing stuff during the week, like with, with community or whatever, and we're doing it in a, a kind of a, a spirit of worship, we're not doing it because like God's going to like kind of wash wash me over with His wonderful blessings, and I'm going to feel all shivery and tingly. Oh, it's lovely. We don't do it for that. But the reality is, when we worship God in spirit and truth, when we worship Him honestly from who we are, in what we do, He can't help Himself. He's a generous God. And He loves us way more than we can love Him. Way more. So, so when you worship, you will get that. Like when you step into worship, in whatever, and, and I know every time I say that, you're picturing a Sunday morning stepping into worship, but I truly, truly mean in everything that we do, when you step into that, God's going to, he's got, oh, I've got stuff for you. I've got stuff for you. And we're not doing it because of that, but like I said, he can't help himself. And that's kind of, that's kind of what I've got to say about it really tonight. I think that the how do we create the culture thing, it's not, it's not really, like, like I said, we haven't got to do classes on it. And I don't think we need to put posters up like, worshiping is really good. Or like, worship is cool or anything like that I think we've just got to be worshippers those of us that are here that have made a decision like I'm coming out to worship I'm, I'm serving I'm doing what I do for those 200 volunteers that have volunteered so far for Gather and Build who are giving of themselves as they bring that, that heart that's, that spirit that truth yeah. That honesty of who they are saying, look, I'm not much, I'm not really that good at stuff. I'm really not good at singing. Well, that's okay, because I've got lots of other things you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And as they do that, it's just, it's just going yeah. to cascade out. Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of all I've got to say about that. Right. Thank you so much. It's fantastic. Thank you so much.
Uh, got loads out of that. Um, kind of felt like I learned loads about worship there. Um, so, uh, thank you. And, um, and I think it's really important that we understand that, as Smudge said uh, several times, that uh, worship is about our, the way we live our lives um, and not about a moment in a church meeting. Um, but when we live our lives in a way that is worship and we come together in our church meeting, I can't wait to come together, uh, you know, hopefully several hundred of us in that hall, at that school, um, just moshed in there, worshipping, and I can't wait for that. And uh, yeah, we're gonna we're looking forward to the announcement tomorrow uh, when Boris will say that everything's going to be back to normal from the twenty first of June, <laughs> um, or there may be a slight delay to the plan, but um, but we'll we'll adapt as we need to, and we'll let you know what's going to be happening. Um, but let's just pray as we finish tonight. So Father, I thank you so much for, first of all, for Smudge, for his heart, for you, his heart to share your word, your words with us. And I thank you, Father, that um, as a church family, Lord, we're on a journey together. And that journey is always taking us higher and deeper towards you. And I thank you, Lord, that as we do that journey, we're going to see people join with us. And, uh, and they're going to just love this journey with us. Lord, we are so grateful that, that we have found you and that you've found us. We're so grateful, Lord, that um, we're in a relationship with you. And I just pray, Father, that um, over these coming weeks and months this year, we're going to see so many people coming into relationship with you. That's what we desperately want, God, and we know you do as well. So I pray, Father, that everyone watching online tonight, everyone here in this room, will just um, go away with those words, with that message just in their hearts and on, on their minds, and that we would not just hear it tonight, but we'd really do something with it in our lives personally. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.